Have you ever dated a person who is desperate to be in a relationship? Maybe they had a checklist and decided that you were it. Maybe they've had a hard time finding love. Maybe they just wanted the stability of being with a partner. Maybe it wasn't about you at all. This is Thirsty the Podcast, hiring manager Harry. So today we're talking about Harry. This is Heather. This is someone that I dated for a little bit. Um, I met Harry on Bumble, which, by the way, I know everyone loves Bumble, but I've actually had very little luck on Bumble. It just has not worked out for me very well. (laughs) I don't know what the deal is over there. It's so weird because I had a lot of luck on Bumble a few years ago, and now it's a dead zone for me, too. So I don't know what's going on at Bumble right now. I guess I hit the end before you did because I remember for a while you loved it. But for me... I know Tinder's supposed to be like a garbage shoot, but Tinder's always worked better for me. I guess I'm garbage. Just, you know, that's my place. That's been where like 90% of my dates have come from. I guess, I don't know. I guess I'm just a little too trashy for Bumble, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, But anyway, Harry is one of the two people in a year uh, that I went out with from Bumble. Um, At that time, i just broken out with someone. I'd been dating someone for a while. It was a little bit of a big deal. I liked him a lot. Uh, It just didn't work out. Uh, the person I had been dating had never been married before and didn't have any kids, um, you know, and, and when we broke up, that became an issue, you know, because he just had a hard time seeing past the fact that I was a mom and it was just too much for him. And um, so we just had to break up because I was like, well, I'm a mom and I'm going to stay a mom. I like being a mom. So if that's a problem. We should break up. Funny how that so, happens. Yeah, that's a whole thing we can talk about for sure, which we should get to that and discuss that. Um But so anyway, I thought, you know, well, why don't I try dating a dad? Why don't I try finding someone who is divorced and who has kids? Maybe he'll understand my life more. You know, let's just try it and see what happens. So I matched with Harry and we started talking. He was so smart. He seemed very emotionally available. He'd been divorced for several years. I was starting to be ready to date like a normal person and not like a wild woman, you know, who just got out of a marriage. So I was like, oh, let's try dating, you know, like a normal human. Um, I thought maybe this will be something because he seemed great. And this was also, I have to say, winter in Chicago, which if you live in the Midwest, it's like dating dead zone. Um, And it was during lockdown, you know, so we definitely did COVID dating. We did a lot of texting. We did a lot of Zoom dates for like a month. Like I didn't even meet him in person for like a month. Um, We just hung out on Zoom, had a drink or two, texted, phone calls, that kind of thing. He was very open that he wanted to get to know me, wanted to get to know me better. And I was like, wow, this is different. I mean, I could talk to him about my kids. I could talk to him about my life. And it it wasn't weird because he had the same stuff going on, too. So that insecurity that I had before was gone. Yeah, I remember you being really excited about him and um, getting ready to meet him. And he seemed like he was going to be a lot of fun. I had seen him on apps, but I didn't swipe on him because I knew that you were talking to him. And he seemed really great. Yeah. I mean, I was really excited about him, to be honest. He seemed awesome. Um, And we finally, finally, after a lot of buildup, went on our first date. You know, COVID, thanks. Uh, We finally figured out where we could go out together. And we had a great time. I mean, we both liked whiskey. Who doesn't? You know, we both worked in similar fields. Um, He shared a little bit of his story. He had had um, one major relationship after his divorce that lasted several years and it didn't work out. All in all, he seemed really interesting. He was really engaged. He felt like we were compatible. This was great. We had so much fun. I was attracted to him. Uh, Then we made plans for a second date, this time dinner at his house. Because, again, COVID. So a lot of – I can't – I just can't even – like, now I would never. But back then it was so normal to go to someone's house on a second date for dinner. 
Oh, I did some first date home dates. <laughs> well, I can't believe I didn't get axe murdered. Like, seriously. Like, I feel very lucky. I remember you and I would text each other. And, like, we would be at someone's house and be like, okay, not dead. I don't think he's going to try to kill me. I think everything will be okay. Be like, okay, let me know when you get home. <laughs> not dead. Ugh. Anyway, so we had a second date. And dinner at his house. COVID dating is just so weird. Um, but anyway, on the second date, things kind of took a turn. Because yeah. I started to, uh, you know, because before that, everything was great. But then I started to get to know him better. And I wasn't sure about some of the things I was hearing. Um, and there was a lot of it. Because we talked for like six hours. <laughs> like just talked, get to know each other, which that's a good date. But then, it, uh, however, I was finding out things that I wasn't so thrilled about. Um, there was one he mentioned that he dated Pausing, though. Pausing. Okay. First date, no red flags. Totally fine and no. normal. Zoom dates, totally fine and normal. He just waited for the second date at his home to put up the flags. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's when he decided to put it up for me to see. Um, and I was at his house where I was like, how do I get to the front door? Um <laughs> So I was sitting there and he told some stories. And of course, I was just smiling and nodding, acting like everything was fine. While inside, I was like, ooh, time to get out of here. Um, but first, he talked about how he dated one woman. He went on three dates with her. And he said, oh, I think this might be something. And he sent her flowers. And then she broke up with him because it was too much. And on the inside, I was like, I feel like there's something you're not telling me. Because I would love flowers <laughs> from someone I want to date. So whoever I'm dating right now, you can send me flowers. It's fine. But but this one, like, clearly there was something more of the story. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then he got a little bit dramatic. He said that he was looking for someone serious. He said, and I quote, I want someone I can walk hand in hand through the trenches with, which I thought was a little dramatic. I hate trenches. Why do we have to be in a trench? Why can it be like a happy thing? Like, why can't you right. walk somewhere nice? Why are you in the I know. trenches? Why can't we go to a fair? Let's go to a state <laughs> fair and like skip. Why do we have to go to a trench? I don't want to do that. And then he talked about how he cried a lot. And Laura, you know me really well. And I have some emotional issues. One of them being, I don't like people that cry all the time. You can cry sometimes. You can cry if you hurt yourself. You can cry if something bad happens to you. But if you're crying all the time, I just can't with that. Did he tell you what he was crying about? Like, did he expand on this or? Yes, he did. Although I realized when I just said that's my red flag, right? <laughs> like when I say, I don't like crying, men are like, oh, okay. Hello, your emotional piece of coal. But um, yeah, he told me he cried when he watched romantic movies. Mm. Um, when something interesting happened, when he saw, well, now, I, okay, now the more I talk, the more I'm the jerk. <laughs> the more I talk about this. Talk about how he went and he saw his kid do their dance recital and he cried. And I was like, well, that's sweet. But also. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I also have a black card apparently because I just can't do that. Like I can't cry like that and I can't be with somebody. Yeah, we're horrible people. Yes. Okay, we're the jerks. The more we get into this, it's going to become instead of Harry the hiring manager, it's Heather the heartless. Um, he told me a bunch of stories about how he would argue with colleagues. And I was like, first of all, I mean, I love a good argument because you can argue, you can yell, you can get mad at each other, and then you can make up afterwards. It can be fun. It's a fun couples activity. But don't um, don't argue with your coworkers and not on a regular basis. So I was like, that's a little aggressive. 
And like, don't share it maybe early on when you're just getting to know someone. Like, that's not like a a virtue that somebody has. Like, I'm a great arguer. Cool. Yeah. Well, and I kind of poked at him a little bit. I was like, so do you argue a lot? He's like, yeah, I'm passionate. I was like, oh, okay. Um, All right. That's good to know. Good for me to know. Um, and then he told another story of a woman that he went out with and she told him that he moved too fast. And he had a few stories like that of women that were like, ah, I don't know. And just a lot of his stories were about how he was too much. And then it culminated with my own little thing because I just changed the subject and I talked about, um, you know, cause like a standard COVID conversation, what are you going to do when lockdown's over someday? Maybe someday it'll be over. You know, we talked about like, well, where do you want to go? Do you want to travel? And I shared that, well, I'd love to go to Maui. You know, I haven't been in a long time. I'd really love to go back. And he, and he was being serious. He said, well, let's go. Let's go for Valentine's Day. Come on, let's book it. And I was like, nope, nope. I really wanted to respond with, do you know what my middle name is? <laughs> like, Can we go to Milwaukee first? <laughs> Let's start with Milwaukee. Um, and I was like, wow, that's a lot. You're a lot. You might be a lot. That's um, a lot. So that all happened. It was just mm-hmm. starting to freak me out. It was like too much. It seemed like he was trying to force a relationship. We'd been talking for a while, but it was only a second date. I don't know. It just like I was getting the really strong impression he was like running through dates and like finding women that like checked some boxes for him, like an idea of like, I want someone who's a mom. I want someone with a good job, someone who's this, that, and the other. And like, I like checked his boxes. So that meant that I was going to get the job, except I don't know that I wanted the job. Like it, it was so weird. It wasn't even, I just had the really strong feeling. It wasn't really about me at all. It wasn't about a connection. It wasn't about like Finding out what made me tick about us having fun together. Like, he skipped the whole fun part and went right to the trenches. <laughs> like, we mm-hmm. skipped the part where you, like, the go trench. out and, like, yeah, I don't want the trench. Like, the trenches can be later, much, much later, right before you get a divorce. <laughs> you know? Like, let's not do it now. It reminds me of a lot of the profiles you'll see on dating apps. And they're like, you must love dogs. You must like camping or whatever. It's like a list of all the things that you must be. And it's like, uh, so am I not allowed to, like, those are their, that's their checklist right there on the on their dating profile. And it's so weird. Like, people are more than just, like, a, a, a checklist. Yeah. Well, and who are you to know? You know, like I've been surprised so many times by people that, you know, maybe I thought I was looking for something and I met someone else. And I was like, wow, that's not what I was expecting, but that's really great. Or it's fun to meet people who have different interests from you too. You must like all of the things that I like if we date. <laughs> right. Like must love cupcakes. <laughs> um. Anyway, so by the end of the night, I was like, okay, it's late. I need to go home. I don't know what I think about all this. You know, I just need to like think about it. And it was definitely time to go home and go to bed. So we called it a night. He asked me to text him. Very sweet. He asked me to text him when I got home, which that's very nice. Mm -hmm. Polite. I was like, okay, sure. I got home at midnight. I did text him. I said, hey, you know, thank you for dinner. Have a good night. I will talk to you later. And then I went to bed immediately Mm -hmm. because it was like midnight. Went right to bed. And that's when things got really dumb. Because he sent me a text after I went to sleep that said, I'd really like to see you again. I want to know how you feel about me. I didn't respond because I was asleep. Mm-hmm. I was snoring yeah. at that point. And then 
I woke up at 8.30 and he had texted me during the night. And this text I woke up to said, well, since you didn't write me back, I'm going to assume we're just not a good fit and we shouldn't see each other again. Boundaries. Like, come on, dude. Like you, like I'm so careful about when I text people, especially people I don't know very well. Like I'm not going to text them late at night. I'm not going to text them first thing in the morning. Like that's so awkward. And he just sent you an all night text-a-thon. I know. I mean, and for the record, he was annoyed because I didn't text between the hours of midnight and 8.30 a.m. <laughs> when most people are sleeping and I was sleeping and he was like mad about it. Like, and who was he to think that I, like, I don't know. The whole thing was just so weird like, and controlling and I didn't like it. Um, and I was super annoyed, but I didn't want to react. I was like, well, he told me he was emotional. So maybe he's just being emotional and I'm being, <laughs> you know, heartless Heather. So I'll try being nice. And so I gave him, I really, I really had to like talk myself through. I was like, what would a nice person do? <laughs> a nice person would just like be okay with it. Like, wow, he has feelings for me. He really likes I don't me. think he did. I don't think he did. But like, let's just be nice, you know. I was like, okay, well, you know, I was sleeping. That's why I didn't respond. I'm making coffee right now. I'm excited to rest today and hang out. I hope you have a great day. And then for the next few hours, I got so many texts from him, just one right after the other, where he was just spinning. I didn't even respond. Like, he was having this breakup with himself. I was not even participating because I was just, like, watching it happen. And while it was happening, I was just, like, I could not believe it. He got a bunch of texts that were veering between weepy, angry that I didn't respond because I was like, what is happening? What is happening right now? This person I thought was so cool, like, just lost his mind. Um, I watched him literally break it off with me without me even participating in the conversation at all, which I did point out to him at the end. I was like, I just want to point out, you argued with, like, an invisible me that wasn't even participating. I just want to make sure you realize that. Heather, he told you he liked to argue. Like, come on. He doesn't even need an opponent. Like, he just did all on his own. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, (laughs) no, you're right. He wanted to argue. And I guess I just didn't, wasn't up for the occasion. Can create controversy anywhere. He was so pushy. He was so out of control emotional. And I was just watching this breakdown of someone that clearly, I mean, part of me did feel bad for him, actually, because I think he'd been through a lot. This is the part where I'm not being heartless. I'm being serious now. Like, um, you know, it, it was kind of obvious that clearly he was desperate to find love. Um, he decided I was it, although I'm sure I was one of several. It wasn't really about me, but he just had decided it. I was it. It didn't matter who I was. You know, I just checked his boxes and then he freaked out when I didn't play ball, you know, and I actually had to block him. I had to block him. Ugh, and that was the I end. I hate of, it when it has to get to the block. Yeah, that was the end of Harry, the hiring manager. Oh, Harry could have been great, but it yeah. wasn't great. That was my uh, winter in Chicago. So, you know, we've all had some desperate dates out there and some people who really have wanted to make it work. Maybe we've been the one who's wanted to make it work before. We all have our stories. But um, why is he Harry the hiring manager? Why are you calling him that? Well, I mean, I just I look back at our conversations and I realized, like, even though it was flowing, we were talking to each other. He wasn't really trying to get to know me. He actually didn't ask me many questions like, where are you from? What do you care about? What are you into? He asked me what kind of coffee I drink. But that was like as deep as it got. Like he wasn't really trying to get to know me. He spent a lot of time sharing his wants and his needs and and talking about what he wants out of a relationship. But he didn't ask me about me at all. Like who I was, what I wanted, 
what I care about. I, I really think he just saw I was a mom with a career, kind of normal. I mean, little does he know I'm not normal at all and I'm horrible. But, um, you know, he thought I was reasonably emotionally healthy. And then he decided I was it, like, way too early. And then he realized he was wrong and flipped out, which, honestly, I might have dated him for longer if he would have just calmed down. If he would have just calmed down mm-hmm. and actually gotten to know me. And he seems like a very nice guy for someone else. Yeah, I have a big thing about questions, though, too, because I want to feel like somebody's really trying to get to know me and that they're digging a little bit deeper in a nice way and that they're really paying attention to me. Um, As a mom, I often feel like I don't get seen. My kids don't really see me. They see, you know, they want a snack or a meal or TV or whatever it is. But, you know, you, you don't really get seen in any other way when you're around your kids a lot. So when you're dating somebody, you really want to feel like they're engaging with you and getting to know you. And it's pretty easy to tell pretty fast when somebody's not really putting the effort in to know beyond like the basics of the basic things that you like that anybody probably likes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Harry. Yeah, no, I think it's so true. Like, I actually, there's a lot of people I have, like, passed on on apps, you know, that I thought they were so attractive, and I was really into them, but they weren't, they weren't trying to get to know me. Like, questions is huge. Like, are you asking me where I'm from? What I'm reading? What I care about? What, what are my values? What am Mm -hmm. I into? What are things I like to do? You know, like, whether it's dumb or deeper things, like, I want to feel, like, for me, like, I give that. Like, it's, it, I, I think it's not hard to show genuine interest. And if you're not able to do that, then you're probably not ready for a relationship or, well, I guess you're just not ready for a relationship with me. You know, like, I think that stuff's important. Or you're just down with, you know, kind of more surface level dating, which there are, I'm sure, plenty of people out there who like that's their thing. They want to go out and have fun and it's really light and easy and they don't really want to dig any deeper. Um, And yeah, I do think it's obvious when you match with somebody like there are so many people where it's just kind of boring and engaging and there's not a lot of back and forth. And you'll hit on that one person who is a great um, question asker and it's good conversation and it just clicks so quickly. And um, it's hard to find that. But when you do, like, that's such a good sign because you can tell that they're going to be fun in person, too. Well, you know, I really like that you hit on that because, like, to be honest, I think it's really interesting. Like, you... You have this idea that because you meet people that are like, oh, I only want casual. And it's like, okay, well, that Mm -hmm. message to me is you only want surface. That's not me. I'm not into that. Um, That doesn't make me excited. And then, however, people that just want a relationship, like Harry, the hiring manager, I'd call that superficial, too, because you're not really connecting with someone. You're not really getting to know them. It's more like the shell works, but the, the guts aren't aren't involved. Like it's not a real connection. It's just. You've hired someone for a job or a role in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just feels easier to kind of, you know, if it looks okay on the outside, then it's probably fine and you can figure out the rest later. And obviously, we know that's like a crash and burn plan for any kind of meaningful relationship. Um I'm sure there are people who will apply for the job and hope that they get it. And that's great for them. But I would say that you and I, um, you know, different employment requirements. Yes. Yeah. Our uh, job descriptions that we've put out there are a little different. Um, So I know you mentioned that he was kind of, Harry was looking for his person. And I know that phrase of like, my person kind of makes you go, ugh. Um, Why is that? Well, first of all, I don't think it's like a wrong phrase because I know you, you've you used it at times too. Like, and lots of people do. It's such a common phrase like, oh, I'm looking for my person or I want to find my person or this is my person or they're not my person. You know, that's super common. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think. Yeah, you know, I have said all that a lot, haven't I? 
Yeah. Well, that's fine. That's totally fine. I think for me, though, and like part of it, I think also speaks to like my issues in life because I like have all this, you know, you know, talk to my therapist. Um, I have all these codependency issues. So like I've worked really hard against that to where I think I'm my person. Nobody else is my person. I'm my person. It's me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really important to me because I think after a marriage ends or a big relationship ends, a lot of people like just get right out there and they're hot to jump into another relationship. They're like, oh, well, this is over. I'm going to just jump to the next person. Um, they think mm-hmm. they have to have a partner. They think they're my person. is like It's like there's a prize out there and they just have to find them. And I just don't subscribe to that. Like I think that – that gem you're trying to find is in you. It's you. And you have to be able to be happy being on your own because how can you be in a good relationship with somebody else if you can't be happy by yourself? You know, and so I, that is a kind of a triggering word for me. I have a lot of, I don't have a filter and I'm very um, socially inappropriate um, and I don't keep anything inside. But so a lot of times when people say that immediately, I can't even hold it in. I have such strong feelings about it. I'm like, no. Like, I remember I had a breakup with someone. They're like, they're trying to be so sweet and so nice. And they were like, I really hope you find your person. And like, it was such yeah. a nice breakup until he said that. And I couldn't help myself. I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. And it was over text. And I wrote back, I'm my person. I don't need to find anybody else. He was like, I was trying to be nice. I was like, I know you are. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible person. Forget I said that. <laughs> I know you were just trying to be nice. <laughs> But I mean, it really is so true because I feel like, you know, if you're ending a marriage or a long-term relationship or whatever it is, anything looks great after that. And you can so quickly get into a serious relationship again and go down that path. And I kind of think that's why if you get divorced once, you often will get divorced again because you hop so quickly to the next relationship before figuring yourself out, even if you don't feel like you were the cause of your big relationship ending Everyone has a part in it and everybody has work to do after that ends to be their best self before they can be in another relationship. But a lot of people don't like to take that pause. I didn't like to take that pause after I got divorced and I hopped into a serious relationship pretty quickly and I learned a lot from that, but I have definitely learned that I needed to take a step back and do my own work before I could figure out what I wanted for that next step. So makes sense. It's just not fun. It's not fun to be in a relationship. Yeah, it is. I mean, to have someone being nice to you and have like a pal, you know, to talk to all day, every day, it's hard. Like, especially when a lot of times when you're getting divorced, you've been with that. I'm like, I mean, I don't want to get too far into the details. It's not just my story, but like I was with the person I was married to for 11 years, you know, and most people coming out of marriages were with that person for a significant amount of time. And so coming out of it is like so disorienting. It's like, whoa, I don't have someone to talk to. I don't have someone to co-parent with. And it kind of redefines all the relationships in your life, like with your friends. Like I know this happened for me. We've talked about this a little bit, like my friendships changed, you know, (laughs) like it went as far as that. My relationships with everyone in my life changed because my um my partnership you know went through a big life change and you know this person's always going to be my partner you know we co-parent together and always going to care about him but our relationship is now very different and so now you are like thrown out into the world and be like oh wait I'm just on my own and like realizing that that's actually okay that you can do it by yourself and that if you choose to fall in love and partner up with somebody again that's by choice, but you don't have to do that to be happy. Mm-hmm. Like you really don't. 
Yeah, I will never be with anybody because I need to be with them. I'm definitely in a want situation of this is a relationship I want to be in, but I need to make sure that everything else in my life I'm taking care of on my own and I can do all of those things and I'm not relying on someone to do anything for me. Um, You know, my life is my life. My kids are my kids. I do the things that we need to do. And if I meet someone who can complement that and I complement their life, then that's great and we'll figure that out. But otherwise, like... I need to do my own thing. So, you know, again, it would be, it's fun to be in a relationship too. That's why we're here. That's why we're talking about it. That's why we're dating so much. (laughs) I know. know. It's fun to go on dates. It's fun. Um, Well, I think that's all we've got today for Harry, the hiring manager. I hope Mm. um, maybe some of those of you out there looking for a job. (laughs) Um, And there are definitely plenty of people out there, uh, you know, looking for each other. They're looking to be in relationships, but that was our experience with Harry, or my experience with Harry. Um, if you have your dating app profile and it has your checklist on it, maybe take a little look. Maybe think about how you could change up that language a little bit so you're a little bit open for who you're looking for. Yeah. Maybe just look for a good person. Or if you're looking for me, you look for a heartless person. I'll apply for that job. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. All right. Bye. Still thirsty? Check us out on Apple Podcasts. YouTube, and thirstythepodcast.com. Say hi, send a note, share a story with us, because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.